Welcome to the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas, and this is the place where Kingdom heirs go to be informed and inspired. So sit back, relax, and flow with me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Airflow Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Thomas. Uh, I've got my lovely wife and guest host back in the building as we continue our um, our topic of, of marriage transparency. This is part two of this. Uh, so, KK, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Um, so we're just going to get right into it because, you know, we actually got, I saw some responses coming back from different people and we know marriages are really big. It's Black History Month, but, you know, it's also, we got Valentine's Day. The world is celebrating um, this upcoming Monday and, you know, love and just relationships. But, you know, I've grown up, you always hear, you know, you want to talk to those who have been where you've been or are where you are and things like that. And a lot of times when people talk about marriages, um, they're, they they talk to people who are married and they get advice, but then you also have to look at the other side of, you have to look at those who are divorced. And well, I came across the article some years ago that we had posted on our man's transparency uh, diary, Facebook page. And the, the, the article really talks about things that divorced folks could have done or would have done to save if they would have done these things, they would have saved their marriages. Um, and I thought that was really powerful. Um, and it's good insight to hear. So we're going to go through some of those kind of talk uh, from different experiences, but, you know, I, I just want to, this is something that we wanted to go through. And again, you know, we're, we're ramping up for our, our podcast. You know, we're excited about this marriage transparency diary podcast. We're going to focus just solely on the relationship of marriage and just the, the good, the bad, the ugly, but, you know, prayerfully it's more good than anything. And, and we want to really, we want to really promote marriages because I think nowadays and KK, correct me if I'm wrong. It just seems like people don't feel, don't have the same regards to marriage as they did, you know, when our parents were younger and, you know, the young, the older, I mean, parents were younger and, you know, the older generations and things like that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into this. Um, the, the, the first thing that, and the first little nugget that was dropped in this article was that your marriage is not guaranteed to be easy or to be good as your vows, to be as good as your vows. It depends on what you put in, into it each day. So I'll repeat that. Your marriage is not guaranteed to be as good as your vows. Um, now, for those that know the marriage vows, you know, it's always, you know, um, you know, to have and to hold uh, from this day forward, you know, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor and sickness and in health, to love and to cherish to death do us part. So we, we've heard the traditional vows, right? Um but in this one, you know, just saying your marriage is not guaranteed to be as good as your vows. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, sickness and health. You know, it, it's it's on both sides. You know, it's more than this. That is more to it because you've got to put in the work. You've got to put it in so that when the bad days happen, you've already got the foundation established that you can deal with it, whether it's something with your spouse, with yourself, you know, something that you're going through together. Um, but KK, just chime in on that piece. Um, sometimes we feel like 
with just thinking about the vows on uh, Richard for four, through sickness, through health, do people just get married just for the sake of getting married or do they really take those vows seriously? Right. Seriously. Right. You know, um, it's almost like it's just a ceremony, something that they know that they have to go through. I mean, not, not necessarily a ceremony because you can go down to the courthouse and get a marriage certificate. But for those who actually decide to go through the ceremony of um, having a marriage, uh, wedding, do they really take the vows serious? Yeah. You know, and if you go back to what I say, um, your, your marriage is not guaranteed to be as good as the vows. It depends on what you put into it. Each day, I mean, that's true, because if you don't put nothing into it, then you're, you're not going to get nothing out of it. I mean, right. being married, I mean, I don't want to say it's almost like a job, but it's almost like a job because just like when you go to your job, you know, you go to work every day, you're supposed to give you, you know, 100. You put in 100, you're supposed to also put in 100 into your marriage. You know, I know we spoke years ago about when people say your marriage is 50-50. <clears throat> I don't agree with that because I feel that, you know, it takes for a couple, you have to, you have to be a hundred, 100, because yeah. if I'm just putting giving 50% of myself and you only give it 50% of yourself, then I mean that, I mean, 50, 50 equals a hundred, but that's not a hundred percent of me. Myself, giving to you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's good because I think a lot of people do go into it with that mentality. Like, yeah, I give 50%, you know, it's 50, 50, it's always 50, 50, you know, it's give and take. And, and that mentality is where I think people go wrong because you have to be a hundred percent committed to give yourself to the marriage. So it's, it's not a give and take, you know, you're, you're, you should be with the mindset that I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, you know, and some people say I've given so I can't give anymore. I'm not getting anything returned. That's another situation, but we are called to give Christ love us you know christ loved the church and that's how we're called as men you know to love our wives as christ loved the church he died for the church he gave everything he had for the church it's the same thing and it's not just the men to the wives it's the wives to the men so uh to the husband so um that, that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up um anything else you want to add to that one no i don't have anything else to add to that so, and it kind of runs to the next one. The second one, uh, it talks about the roots of your love need to run deep from the start. If the love is attraction or surface-based, the love will die. Um, now, this one is 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 really good. Um, they're all good, but just a lot of people are marrying people for superficial um, reasons. It, it's because, you know, it's money, it's some level of security, which there, you know, a woman should feel secure in a marriage and in a, in a relationship. But if everything, all your reasons for marrying somebody is because of what they can do for you or, you know, what you can do, what, what can be done versus the, a true love, a true passion for each other, wanting to serve the, the other person, wanting to help that person be great and you be great and y'all help each other to grow together. If you don't have that kind of depth, that foundation from the beginning, it's going to all fall apart. It's, it's a house of cards. I mean, it, it is really going to be a problem when you go through those tough times. I mean, I would take it even further. Um, if you, if you marry somebody or date somebody just for their looks, you know, then you get married 
how far those lists going to take you to right. take y'all in that marriage. Yeah. And, and I think that's why, I mean, and this is, this is Ricky's opinion, but I think that's why you see so many people doing all of these alterations to their bodies, their faces as they get older, you know, things start to sag a little bit, you know, and it's, it's one thing to make, want to make yourself look good. And I appreciate anybody who want to make themselves or do anything they can to help themselves look good for their, their spouse or for themselves. It just gets to the point where you feel like I have to do this in order to keep my my husband or my or my husband has to do these things to keep my wife. We should want to look our best for each other. But if the foundation is because, oh, she got a great body and that's the reason why, because it's a physical attraction or because he, you know, has got the, the nice muscles and all that other stuff, you know, whatever that superficial thing is or money. or But when those hard times hit money may go go out or run out in certain situations your body starts to change change as you get older you're not as cut as you used to be and all that good stuff what are you standing on at that point you know what's your foundation yeah i mean don't get me wrong you got to be it was me personally i got to be able to look at you yeah i'm not saying that you got to be like this super handsome person or this pretty boy even though your name pretty ricky but you know throw that in there (laughs) Wow. All right. But, you know, I don't want no pretty boy, you know, somebody that's that's in the mirror longer than I am. But at the same time, I just I also feel that if you if you're dating someone or you're married to someone just because they look a certain way, then that's not going. I mean, that marriage is not going to last at all, because like you said, eventually. They're not going to be as pretty anymore when they get older. Or they may be. I mean, they could be. Some people but, age gracefully, but again, it's, it's it's a rocky foundation. I mean, it's it is it's superficial to a, to that point to say, you know, I'm I'm I love this person, or it's more lust. I'll just put it like that. You're lusting over yeah. that person because of their physical physical attributes. Like, you know, everybody's into the big butt. You know, most everybody's like, oh, big butt. Everybody want to get these Brazilian butt lifts. They want to go bigger. You know, so they they're they're noticed. Somebody sees them. You know, them things don't stay up there forever. You know, unless they putting so much in, and your skin just gonna start sagging. So, either way, there's gonna be some changes. Whether <clears throat> whether you naturally have it or you don't, things change. The body is going to alter. But what foundation do you have to stand on when those things are gone? So, I, I, I always think about that. Um, you know, it's just. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not downing anybody for getting themselves doing alterations and stuff like that. If you do, if you feel like that's what you need to do for yourself, then do it for yourself. But in terms of basing my relationships off of that, I, I just don't think, especially a marriage, there there's no substance to that. Right. Right. You need to be with somebody that that's going to treat you right, other than just someone that looks good on your arm. Yeah. I mean. I'm all right with being arm candy, but you know, you're you're a trophy husband. I'm a trophy husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, next one here. Here's another good one. So some parts of your marriage will be frustrating, but love enough to be patient to ride out the lows and receive the highs. Um, yeah, yeah. So they can can preach right there. I can preach right there. Yeah. It can, but you know, you always hear the things that love is patient, love is kind. Patience is is one of the things that I think we have lost 
um, in today's uh, marital uh, mindset. I think people are so quick to cancel somebody or get out of a relationship if or marriage if something just if one thing goes wrong or if this goes wrong. I mean, there are obviously circumstances that, you know, you immediately want to get out of it. But I'm just talking about little quirks, little things that you, if you work through it, you know, you develop some things. Because again, everybody, you're not coming to the marriage perfect. And this is where some of that process in the beginning, when you're dating, you're really finding out about a person, you know, you figure out, do I like this person? Do I, do I like some of their ways? Do I, you know, some of their family, you know, sometimes people are like, your family is terrible. You know, if I just had to deal with you, cool, but your family, you know, these are things that you have to vet out before you get married. And I think once you get to the marriage, if you haven't done that and you, and and then you just have this mindset that, you know, marriage is not going to be frustrating like it's just going to be this perfect fairy tale he's going to love me she's going to love me we're going to do all this stuff and we're never going to have those valley moments you know you're 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 psyching yourself out i don't know anybody that's been married that can't say they haven't had rough times it may not be because of the of the spouse's fault it may just be life in general but there are rough times if you can't deal with that then it's going to be hard for you to get to those highs yep i agree that's like uh, just thinking back on sometimes like people get married way too fast, you know, so they don't date. Sometimes they don't date long enough. With, I mean, I, I guess that goes by the person because some people say, okay, I if it could be some that dated like three months, to six months, they feel that that was enough time to really get to know the person. But I mean, I can only speak for me personally on all these different points. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but just from my experience and what I would, I feel that I wouldn't do. I don't think three to six months is long enough to know a person for me in order to get married, you know, because I mean, you think about it when you, when you dating somebody, you know, within that three or six months, you're not seeing all the well. Sometimes you could, it, again, all this depends on the person that you're dating. Yeah. But um, yeah, most of the time, most of the time you're not seeing the ugly, you know, you're in that, that, that stage where everything is, this that in love. Yeah. You all in love, you know, you guys are, you know, holding hands, skipping around the park and you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, taking long but, walks on the beach. Right. Which you still should be doing that kind of stuff. But I mean, I mean should, that, but... that that goes back to our episode last week, but yeah. Um, but I just feel like you know sometimes people don't take the time to really get to know that person. I mean, think about it. To me, in three to three to six months, are you really seeing the family that they come from? Because that that was important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, before we got married, I mean, my thing was I always said that I want to marry somebody that come from a similar background as me you know, a similar family and everything because I wanted, I always wanted when I got married that it wasn't like, oh, that's your family. This is my family. No, this is our family, you right. know, and I always wanted our family to be able to come together. Like, and you know, for like uh, holidays and stuff like that, we all under one roof and everybody's getting along. That yeah. is one reason why when we got married that, you know, in a traditional marriage and wedding, most people, you have the the um, husband's family sitting on one side and the wife's family sitting on the other side. And that's one thing I said, no, I don't want that to happen. I want our families to be together because when we get married, 
we're gonna we supposed to be one yeah you know what i'm saying so but yeah so that just go back to that you know looking at the the, um the highs and the lows or whatever to measure because i feel like they didn't take the time to really vet and see the things that that you know during the dating stage that happens when they get married and all not only that going back to your point you know they uh they looking at this they think like the wedding or marriage is going to be like this fairy tale and it's not you know you watching these little reality shows and all this other stuff on tv and looking at these other not even that you can see like other people relationship maybe your friends like man i want a uh, marriage like that but you don't know what happens you know behind closed doors right. you know it don't always have to be bad things but, but you don't know just, you don't know the work that they put in to get to that right point. you see right. just like anything else you see the the end result or where they're at in that in the marriage right now and but they don't know you know the the maturity the maturing the maturation process that took place to get there because again just like you and i you know there was things that you and i were immature about when we got married but we made the conscious decision that we are going to work through it for each other. It wasn't that, you know, I was wanting you to do this and you were wanting me to do that. You know, we, we started off with some of that, but it became a point where we said, okay, we're going to work with, we're going to work through this together. And, and that's some of the stuff that you can learn when you, you said vet that vetting out process, when you're dating, you know, how do people deal with conflicts? You know, how do you handle, you know, can you ha- have crucial conversations? You know, can you have that kind of those kind of moments? Knowing that about your significant other is going to be important. You know, that that is a huge part to to marriage, because if you have somebody that always avoids problems, I mean, I'm not saying you have to just run from them, but you have to also look at it as this is something that they're going to have to get help with. That that is a, a cause that we have to we have to make sure we get that addressed before we get married. These things we have to work through. You know, sometimes that's what marital counseling does, you know, before you premarital counseling does, you know, before you get married, you know, have you considered all this? Have you, have you seen, like you said, three to six months? I don't know a lot of people who can see each other. I mean, again, you might see them and you might click and vibe with somebody very quickly, but you're not seeing everything in three right. to six months. I don't care if you spend every day together. I mean, there's just different seasons throughout the year that people go through and you don't see that in that short time frame. I mean, it takes nine months to make a baby. So, you know, three to six months is a short time. So uh, three to six months, you mean you're supposed to have fun in three to six months. If you, if y'all are together three to six months and you're already arguing, then I mean, you definitely shouldn't be thinking about getting married. Yeah. I mean, it's, there, there's something there that needs to be addressed. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that you can't have these issues, but these are things you want to find out in the dating phase and work through them in the dating phase and then make the decisions, you know, if, 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 you know, we can move forward to that next step, you know, but. You've and, got and again, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say a disclaimer too to the ones that did get married within three to six months. There's nothing against any of those people individuals but that just it's not it's just not for me you know i mean it's i mean again it could be some that did get married within that time and been married 20 10 20 plus years i mean you know i take my hat off to you but um there's just me those are probably people that are willing to work too they're willing right that and, and let me let me say this we're talking about people who have done that been successful because they got healthy marriages because People, some people just stay together because it's just convenient. 
you know, it's their, so their partners. Yeah. yeah. It's just a conveniency thing. And they basically live in, they live they're They're, they're not dating. They're just there. They're just staying in the same place, you know, cause they don't, it's cheaper for them to keep the same place and go through that. So, you know, I'm talking about healthy marriages, you know, that they know how to work through conflicts. They know how to deal with things and they're growing together. You know, there are instances where people can instantly meet each other in a short time frame, get married and be successful. But it's just about, right. you know, obviously God putting them together. But the other piece is just they, they're willing to work through those things. So that, right. that's very important. Um, all right. The next one. And again, this is another good one. The grass is not always greener. Even if it looks more lush, you don't know the quality of the soil. Um, we know that cheating is on an all time. I mean, cheating now. I mean, it's, you know, every R&B song, every every time you turn on something, reality shows, you know, the drama, whenever you got a married couple, everybody's like they can't be that happy. Somebody got to be cheating. You know, there ain't nobody that happy with one person. You know, it's it's part of that stigma thing. But but there's this the development that, you know, well, I can always go over here. So and so she she's telling me that she's going to do this and that. And he's telling me he's going to do this and that for her. You know, they're looking at it like, man, it's nice and sunny over there. It's dark and gloomy over here. And then you go over there, you mess around and step in that lawn and then you realize like, man, this is, this ain't even real grass. This ain't, you know, this ain't nothing fertile over here. Ain't no grass. This is, this is AstroTurf on top of sand, you know, ain't no, ain't nothing growing over here, but it looks good. Superficially, it's like, oh man, this is great. You know, she got, got this going on, that going on, you know, she telling me she going to do a little this, do that. And, you know, I'm like, bet, let's do it. Then you figure out why she by herself. Why you know? I mean, I ain't saying everybody's crazy like that, but again, you know, don't always assume. You can't assume that the grass is 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 green on the other side. And I know again, a lot of divorces end because of uh, infidelity. So you know that that's something that you have to look at. You know, it's it's not green. You know, and it's it's, it's more than likely it's probably not going to be greener. I'm not saying that. there are people that get divorced and they marry the person that they that they may have, you know, cheated with, you know, sometimes that happens, but, you know, more times out of, you know, more times than others is, is probably not, they, they don't stay together long. Right. Like the, like you said, the ones that, you know, they cheat, they can look at the other person, like just say, for instance, for, from a, a female perspective, looking at this guy, cause he got this body, like, man, he's fine. Man, I wonder what he can he working with, you know. Right. And then you end up cheating and messing around with him. He ain't worth nothing. One <laughs> worth time. But then, you know, it's the consequences that come with that because now you got not only are you hurting the person that you're committed to, you're you're causing a wedge of issues in the family. So now you you know, you got family things. I mean, you got it, it's more than just that. That moment of in, you know, that indecision, that moment of, you know, just losing your cool or whatever. I mean, this is where you have to learn and have outlets because, you know, again, that's not a healthy outlet to, to bring, bring anything like that into a marriage. So, you know, again, the grass is not always greener. Um, you know, that it, and just bring, bringing the, bringing that spirit in your house. Spirit, <laughs> STD, you know, um, another baby outside of your marriage, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, that people deal with, you know, and again, I, I'm not, you know, I know people have made mistakes and married people have made mistakes in marriages and they go on to work through them together. 
um, and have successful marriages. But it's just, you know, again, this is coming from divorce couples saying that, you know, these are things that we would have done or we could have made sure that we looked at, you know, we did this and knew or knew these things, we would have still been, I would have still been married. So um, anything else on that one? Again, disclaimer, we're not looking down on anybody that cheated or anything else. I mean, like Ricky said, we're just going through these points that we have. Um, a sin is a sin. No sin is worse than the next sin. But, you know, right. for the ones that went through that and cheated on their spouses and you worked through it and God forgave you, then, you know, I commend you for that as well. Yeah. I mean, again, this this ain't about condemnation. This is just saying you know, stopping people who are, if you're doing it, you know, because you think that, or, you know, if you're thinking about it, these are the things that you want to consider because, you know, it's, it's gonna, it always comes back. You know, you always hear what's done in the dark always comes to light. It's always going to come back at some point in time. Um, You know, so you got to be real careful with that. Yeah. People have made mistakes. So, you know, it's yeah. life. As long as yeah. you learn from your mistake. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Next one. Um, so they said it's more than the ring. Can you imagine growing old or being sick with this person? Um, and that, again, that kind of goes back to, to um, what we were talking about a little earlier it's not about the superficial piece. The superficial piece, and, and everybody, um, you know, everybody understands, you know, somebody can buy you a nice big ring. You're like, oh, I got the ring. And people get so happy. Like, look, I got this. You know, you know, I say people, you know, the woman looks happy. You know, she's like, oh, I got the ring. You know, I got this big ring. I'm engaged now. And this, that, and the other. And you wind up being engaged for like five or six years. <laughs> you got that ring because you were happy, you know, because that's what you wanted. So it's like, this is a shut up ring. This is all right, right, go right. over there, chill out, you know, but what else do you like about that person? And it could be that you feel like you love that person, but are you getting that reciprocated back to you? But the, the, the question that they asked was, can you imagine growing older being sick with this person? Can you imagine again, them being there, you know, 20, 30 years later, 40 years later, all the kids are gone, y'all gray and, you know, starting to see a little wrinkle pop up here and there, you know, again, it's like, can you imagine yourself being with that person again? They're sick. You know, right now I can tell you if, if I got to take care of KK, bathe her, wipe her, do all that stuff, you know, God forbid that, that she won't get to that place. But if I had to do it, I would do it. I, mean, I love her like that. We, we've kind of been in that place before. Yeah. I mean, we have, and that's where you go. I mean, your back surgery, you know, if I had, you know, things that I had surgery and I couldn't do certain things, you know, you feel embarrassed a little bit, but I didn't think I just jumped up and did it like, all right, let me do what I got to do. You know, if I got to, you know, do this, do that, help you to the bathroom, wash you, whatever, because that's the love. That's the service of, of the situation. I, I, I am here to serve you. And if you have that mentality, you'll do great in your marriage. You know, um, it, happened, it happened actually before my back surgery when I first hurt my back. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. It was. It was years. Well, you would had to take care of me for years, but I mean, no, but it was things that I mean, it was it was rough for at least what almost six months. 
Right. I mean, it was you think about it, it was a family impact, well, right? You really couldn't sit in the car. You couldn't sit up. You were like laying in the bed. You couldn't go to basketball games. You couldn't drive, really. So there was I a lot shower. I couldn't yeah. bathe myself. I, I couldn't mean, wipe. Myself. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like that. So you think about that. And, you know, again, you're supposed to look at where you're at today and then think about where it can be years from now, you know. Are we taking care? Do can we take care of each other? Are we gonna be like, I don't feel like doing that? You know, your love, you you get those tests throughout time. You know, if you have anybody that's been married and had kids, you know that as a as a man, when you as a husband and you're sitting there with your wife and she had kids, there's things she ain't gonna be able to do right away. She's gonna be sore. She can't, you know, she can't bend a lot. She can't, and she had a C-section, she really can't. I mean, they want her to move, but there's things that you got to pick up. You're going to have to, you have to do and kick in and do different things. You know, and there's going to be times where as a man, you know, we may be down for whatever situation and, and, you know, our spouse, you know, our wife picks us up. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to serve each other. So that's the mindset. It's not about the ring. It's not about the big extravagant wedding. Yeah, that's cool. But it's after that. The, the real relationship that's where the fun every you know whenever somebody gets married it's always the realism sets in after the marriage after the wedding is over mm-hmm. all the ceremonies everybody's going home now it's the two of you and it's your turn to build all the festivities right. are over you know you looking at each other like what's next right you know those are things you're supposed to know before you even get to that point the wedding is just like hey we're going to celebrate, you know, we got so many great things to go, you know, and I, and that's why a lot of people after the first couple of years of marriage, after, you know, people stop asking about them, hey, how's, how's the marriage going? After a while, people stop asking, you know, you know, they don't ask you that too much unless they, you know, sent something right. But, you know, after that's all over, it's like, okay, yeah, that's so-and-so. They've been married for a little bit, you know, whoop-de-whoop, you know, it's good to see them. Now. I hope they're doing well, but, you know, yeah, you had that ring. That ring gets old, you know, and, you know, it's it's, it's like, OK, what's the next thing? So, yeah, speaking of that, it's, I think it might be time for upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I think. It <laughs> <is>. <laughs> See how she tried to throw this in. You're going to throw that in on the pocket. I I haven't heard her say one thing about upgrading the ring. Now it's already been on my spirit to do something, but, but, but I ain't heard her say one thing. She go on the podcast. Now she's going to throw little hints out there. I mean, you opened the door. So I walked in. Okay. okay. All right. No, I'm just playing. I'm good with what I have. You know, I don't care about all that. I rather feel it going on a vacation and get a, another ring. Now you heard her say that too. So that's the witness. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on. We ain't gonna get stuck on that one. Um, here's one thing, and 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 this is interesting. So I I know this is something we had to grow mm. with a little bit. It's best to cool off alone before throwing down harsh words in a fight. Mm. Now, mm. wait, wait. I'm gonna let you. How go long? Ahead. How long did it take you to learn it? To learn what? No, but I didn't throw harsh words. Like, let, let's let's be no, honest. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Learn How long what? did it take you to to learn to let me cool down? I mean, it took me a couple. It took me. It took me some years in the beginning. It, it took me some years. I, I ain't gonna say how a couple. Many years? I don't know how many years. I mean, shoot, now we've been married almost twenty years. It's like it started merging together now. But I, I will say this: I had to learn. The one thing I had to learn with KK is, and, and how I am, and I've said this before. I like to deal with the situation right then, so I can go to bed 
and I'll have to go to bed angry. KK would wants to marinate it. She did. She's gotten better, but she would want to marinate on it, marinate on it. And then what she would do, and you got to admit, she would she would marinate on it so long that she would never come back to it so we can address the situation and try to put it to bed. She just like, okay, I don't forgot it and don't bring it up again. Until something yeah. happens again, then it's like, yeah, I'm still mad at you for the last time that happened. I'm like, I thought we was good from that. Now, don't say, don't say, nah, don't even do it. No, I eventually talk about it. Eventually, eventually it, it for may, her is how long? Take, it may take a couple of days. Couple of days? Some, well, at the beginning, maybe a week. <laughs> I don't even know. All right. So again, it is best if, if, especially if you know, you have somebody that is, that has a temper, even if they don't have a temper, but they got so upset and you can see them at some point, somebody does have to be the bigger person, all that yelling and screaming. You know, if you got to say, Hey, let's just walk away. You go ahead, do what you got to do. You know, I mean, me, I'm still going to sleep in the bed. Like, Hey, you know, KK be like, you wouldn't go into the room. I'll be right there in the bed. Like, (laughs) I mean, what? I gotta sleep. No, I gotta go in another room. Like, you sure. mad? Yes. No. It, there's other. Rooms. We gotta talk. It's a couch. Well, I gotta go. Why we gotta go to the couch? Because I'm mad. Okay, but you don't want to talk, so I gotta go now. I gotta deal with you not talking to me, and I gotta go sleep on the couch where I got a nice, comfortable bed. I gotta get yes. double punished, and yes. half. And then, then it comes down to, I really wasn't a problem. Oh, I'm saying those times. I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying those times where it's like when we talked about it, it was like it was a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. There was a misunderstanding, misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. Whatever. How are you gonna sit there and say you won the problem? I'm saying there were times. I said oh, there those, were times. No, those you times, said you those said times, those times. Right when I wasn't the problem, and so I'm not saying it was all the time. I know. I mean, look, I I've been very transparent about it. I've I've done some things, said some things, or I just, wasn't a problem. I don't get mad just to get mad. You was never a problem. You never over. You never overestimated or not overestimated. You never overhyped the situation or misinterpreted no. a situation. No. You never misinterpreted. I heard it how it was said. Oh Lord. So again, it's best <laughs> to cool off alone before throwing down harsh words in a fight. That's just words for anybody. It's any, not even a marriage. That's just in general. Don't provoke. You should never provoke each other because at the end of the day, what you're going to find out is going to happen is something's going to be said that that one person didn't really want to say because of that, but because they were in their emotions and they couldn't control it, they said something. And once you say it, you can't take it back. Right. It's, and it, it just be a home <clears throat> for real. Let's get serious though. But I mean, that's, that's uh, the part. That's the main reason. Serious, but carry on. That's the main reason why, whatever. That's the main reason why I never said anything at that time because whoever fault it was, whether it was your fault or my fault, I, you know, I always feel like I want to cool down before I say anything because because of that, I don't want to say anything that at that time I may mean it or feel it, but after you sit back and you think about it like, dang, it really wasn't that bad or I didn't have to say it that way. So instead of me to have to come back and apologize and say, you know, cause I don't have a problem apologizing, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Come on. Come on. Sister anyways. Come on. 
Lord Jesus. But it's, I don't. Now you just said anyways. you just said I was trying to avoid apologizing because we talked about that then years ago, right? But I mean, okay. even now, oh yeah, instead even of me now. To, yeah, for me not to have to say something like apologize or whatever, just avoid all that because I mean I don't have a problem apologize. I probably did at the beginning. Not that I had a problem apologize, I just didn't do it that much. But anyways, um to avoid all that, you know, I, I just I like to sit back and just think about the situation before I react. Because if I react right then, I'm gonna say something that I probably shouldn't have said or I might not admit, really so, meant. Well, KK saying she gonna cuss you out. She gonna tell you about your. Soul. I don't cuss. I don't cuss. I might tell you all, but I don't cuss. You ain't gonna cuss me out, Ricky. How often do I cuss? Back then. Well, we say, I mean, we're talking about no, I'm just I did not cuss back then. KK, she she will snap off on you though. Yeah, I did used to snap off. And that's when I was that's when I was immature. And I had to learn how to like what they say was at point four, be more patient. (laughs) Thank God for allowing both of us to mature because we wouldn't have been here today. So I said both of us. All right, next one. Both of you need to take turns steering the wheel. Hmm. I may need you to elaborate on that one. All right, so basically take control. Take control, um, or there may be times where, you know, there may be times, situations where, let's just say mentally, let's just say I'm, something happened and I'm mentally enabled to for that moment or for that time period to be the person I'm supposed to be. Um, There may be times where you have to pick me up. There's times where I have to pick you up. You know, that's why I think it, 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 that really means, you know, there, there's times where, you know, Hey, there's a lot going on. You might come to me and say, you know what? I got this. You just focus on that piece. Or like when your back was hurting or things like that, like, Hey, you know, I got you. You know, it, it really doesn't have to be said. It's almost like we move into those modes without having to say it. You don't have to come to me and say, Ricky, I need you to do this now back in the day. Yes. Because in that immaturity, there was things that we were still in that filling out process, you know, having babies, you know, like I've said before, you know, I wasn't the best at doing, you know, I, I did all the cuddle stuff, the fun stuff with the babies, this, that, and the other. When it came to waking up in the middle of the night, changing diapers, all that other stuff, I take it giving baths or doing it without you having to tell me to do it. I wasn't the best at that in the beginning. You, I mean, I, I, I have no problem admitting it. So I, you, I'm, you got a little, you got a little better on the third one. I got better. I got better. And, you know, but you know, again, whatever the reasons, it was just, you know, lack of maturity, just lack of really being thoughtful in the situation. You know, it was, it was all of that, but, you know, there was times where I, you know, I had to step up and not just step up. It's just, I'm serving. It's like, Hey, I got it. I got this, you know, I'm, I'm doing this part. You know, I'm, I understand I'm the priest, prophet, and king. And for all the men out there who, who wants to be these super dominant alpha males and, and uh, you know, you can be the priest, prophet, and king and still give people and delegate. I say delegate, but because you're really not delegating to your wife at that point. But as a team, 
you know, I may have to yield to her in certain times. She has to yield to me in, in times, you know, but we work together. We understand our roles. Like I said previously, KK is very good with finances, you know, and she manages a lot of it. So I, I yield to her. I give her the steering wheel a lot of times. Now I've got better and, you know, I feel more comfortable with things, but at the beginning she wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable, you know, and I told her like, you're, I, you're just better at this than me. And it's not, you know, she couldn't get it at the time. She was like, why are you not good at this? But eventually she started seeing and understanding it more and more, but you know, we had to yield to each other in certain situations. Like she can cook, but I like to cook, you know? So if you go by the traditional role of the wife is normally the one who cooks and all that, like, I, I like cooking. I love cooking. I love doing it. So it doesn't bother me to do it. I go to the grocery store. It doesn't bother I, me to do it. And I like watching you do it. <laughs> okay. It, tur- it turns me on. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's trying to get me to cook, keep cooking. I, I, I got you. I got you. Hey, but that those are the little signals. So take turns, you know, everybody, everything ain't gotta be, it doesn't have to be dominated from one side of the marriage like it's everything is focused on this you know it, it's all about you know that balance there because there's going to be times where you know i've had times in my career where you know i had to lean on kk to to do do more than she normally had to do because i was trying to start a new job and you know i was like it was very demanding and you know it was taxing on me and I felt bad. And I, me and her talked about, it. I mean, I told her, I mean, we sat down, we talked about it. And even though we talked about it, it still doesn't, it, it doesn't do the same thing as when you're going through it, you know, but at the end of the day, we understood that. And there was times where she had new positions and she was like, Hey, I'm not going to be able to pick the kids up like this. My time is, you know, they're demanding this. So there we we've gone through those experiences, mm-hmm. but we were able to work through them together And, you know, now we're at a place where there's more flexibility. We've been able to be there for our kids, for each other and things. So, but we had to work through that, you know, uh, we didn't give up on each other. So that's what that one about patience. That's where that kicks in too. Yeah. That's, that's probably one of the examples that I was thinking of um, during careers, you know, you have a spouse that's trying to move up to corporate America and, you know, you, sometimes you have to take on more responsibility than you had before. Yeah. And that, and that is, you know, again, that's just that, that's balance serving each other, filling in, you know, you serve from spot to spot on the way to the next spot. You know, it is, it is just that motto of I'm, I'm going to do everything that's given a hundred percent. That's not like, oh, well, you're not about to be sitting here working with, you know, having fun and not having fun, but out working and, and I'm sitting here with the kids and I got to do all this stuff. Like, no, we just, we play our roles and, and sometimes the roles shift in different ways, but we, we do what we need to do to make sure that, you know, everything is taken care of. And that's, that's the best thing I can say um, to that. Um, we're going to do a couple more here. Um, the next one says, if your partner backs away and avoids talking, you may have to wait for them to come back around patiently. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked through this one um, a little bit. I think we kind of added that to the one about stepping away, cooling off, um, you know, and and sometimes it's not from being mad. Sometimes it could just be something going on that is triggering you. That's not necessarily around the, your, your spouse. It could just be, there was a bad day at work. You know, something's bad. You ask them and they're like, I'm okay. I want to talk about it right now. 
sometimes you just got to say, okay, you know, when you're ready, let me know, you know, yeah. and, 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 and you and be okay with it. I mean, obviously there you, you're going to be concerned because nobody wants to see their spouse upset and avoiding conversation, especially if you guys have a pretty healthy communication lifestyle, you know, if you're communicating well, you know, it can be difficult, but again, it's understanding that, you know, they, they need some time to process things and, and you got to give them, you do have to give them that space. And me in the beginning, I'm like, no, you got to tell me what it is now. Cause I don't like walking around with this tension. I don't like drama. You know, I don't like, and I say a lot of people do, but I just don't like anything where I, where I feel like there's, there's this spirit, there's this, um, this is feeling in the house that something's wrong. So I'm, I'm going to try to address it right then and there. Um, but I had to learn again, and, and it, whether it's my fault or not, be available to listen, be available when it comes. You can't be mad. So be impatient about it. You can't be like, well, I don't want to hear it now. I asked you about it and you don't want to tell me. So don't worry about it. Like you can't be like that because again, people have to take time to gather themselves. You know, they have to take time mm-hmm. to, 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 to figure out what it is that they may not know why they feel the way they feel. You know, sometimes people just don't know. Like, I just I'm in a mood today, and right. It's not sometimes they just don't you. feel like talking. I mean, it's it's like it's to me just knowing your spouse. I mean, being around your spouse for so long, you know how to read them. You know, they might not even say anything, but you just know their body language. You know how they look and stuff like that. That right. they in that you know they in that mood that they just sometimes they just don't want to talk. You know, it, it's, it don't always have to be anything wrong. It don't have to be work. It don't have to be the relationship. It don't have to be anything. It just be at that moment that they just not in the mood to talk, you know, and it's okay. Yeah. And you can't force them to talk. You know, you got to, because I know I'm, I'm guilty at this at times. I mean, I don't know if I still do it, but I know I did at the beginning, but I know um, I was guilty at, feeding off of how what you gave off mm. so if you was acting a certain way i'm gonna act that certain way too just because you acting that way you want to act like you don't want to talk you act like this whatever oh i'm about to act like that too but i'm like that ain't right you know what i'm saying yeah you know because if you if you in that mood that be especially for a man i'm speaking to the to the wives it's okay for a man not to want to talk or feel a certain way or be, be emotional because I guess you go back to, you know, when men are growing up, they've been taught to not be crybabies or not be this and not be that or not show their emotion. It, it, you know, when you grow up, you got to realize as a, as a male, it's okay. And as a female, it's okay. You know, yeah. you don't have to feel like because you with this man and your, your man is emotional now, you are, you're less than a man or I need you to be hard or, you know, I need you to be this or that, whatever. But it's okay for you. Um, uh males or you know females whatever but just speak for the males okay for you guys to feel like you don't want to talk or anything and for us females to learn that you know just give them their space they I mean because for a man to be a real priest prophet and king that's you know the head or whatever you know i i had to learn that you guys have a lot on your shoulders you know a lot of weight on you and to try to lead a house, you know, working in corporate and all that kind of stuff. And it's a lot. And I had to learn that, you know, you're carrying a lot. And I had to learn to be patient. And it's okay if it's 
a time that you don't want to talk, you know, yeah. and just step away. And the same thing for me, you know, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just speaking to the wise right now. I mean, it's again, it's, it's, it goes both ways with, with the husbands. I think it's just being, being, letting, letting your spouse know that you're there when they, when they, you know, you're ready to talk or you feel like you need to, I'm there and be there. Just listen. Sometimes they don't need you to say anything. They don't need you to, to Mm -hmm. analyze them. They don't need you to be psychologists. They just want you to listen and, you know, just love on them, you know, and that's where the patience come in, comes in, you know, just be patient and, you know, kind of go from there. And I think you'll be appreciated more than, than just reciprocating what you like. I'm just going to mirror what you give me. You give me this kind of, I'm going to give it right back to you. That's not, that's not love. That's, that's childish, you know? And, and, and I think a lot of people so experience that. So you say I was being childish? No, because I think there was times where I got. Oh, I mean, there, no, I mean, I'm just saying, but there was times where I, I would do that. I'm like, man, I'm sitting up here trying to be nice, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, whatever. I'm like, well, then I'm not going to be nice. I'm just going to go. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had those moments. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, every, a lot of people have those moments. I think, yeah, I think everybody had those moments. It's like, all right, well, that's how we got this. What we doing. All right. And, you know, and especially in the beginning, because. I, I don't, I don't have all these same tools, you know? So, you know, I haven't had this experience. So that's why it's good to listen to these are things that divorced people are saying, you know, if they, if they did these things or managed these things, they would be, they probably would have still been married. So um, move on to the next one. Um, marriage is not always exciting. Finding the joy in the day-to-day will serve your marriage well. And, and I think that piggybacks off of some of the stuff earlier. You know, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have times where you feel like you are nothing but servants to your kids. You are taking doing everything. The kids, kids are busy with activities. Kids got this going on. You got school, you got help with homework, and you got to do stuff for work. And by the time you sit down, y'all, you know, you're tired, you're, you're mentally tired, drained. And he's like, I'm going to bed. You know, you have to find ways. You have to find ways throughout there. there it, it, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be lulls. There's going to be times where it's like, dude, this is, you know, this ain't what I thought marriage is going to be. No, it's going to be seasons. I mean, your marriage oh, is yeah. going to go through so many seasons from, yeah. you know, the day you get married until the day you guys die. Right. You know, but um, throughout those seasons, you know, to go back what you what you were saying, you got to find something exciting and fun to do within those seasons, because especially when when you're in a season of being servant to your kids. I, mean, I don't so know if you ever to, stop, but they, I mean, it, it, it as they get older, they get more self-sufficient. So they're not yeah. required to, to do much. Right, right. But, you know, during those times where, you know, it's it's easy to find yourself not being excited about the marriage, especially if, especially if you're not making time for each other. Yeah. You know, and that goes yeah. back to what we talked about last week, you know, having dates, you know. Yeah, that that part. I mean, you, you have to be intentional um, with everything, you know, you got to find like, look, it, it, I don't care what it is. We just going to go do it. We just need to get away um, and, and move on to the next thing, you know, do something with each other, wh- whatever it is. But I mean, you do have to be intentional with that. And so kind of to piggyback off of that, the next one, you know, kind of piggybacks off of that one, but it says a good marriage means getting your hands dirty, participating each day, not expecting perfection. Yes. I, I, yes to all of that. You have to 
roll up your sleeves. You can't expect for your spouse to do all these things that you want them to do when you're not doing it. You got to be 100 percent in. That's what that 50 50. There's no 50 50. You got to be 100 percent, you know, 10 toes down. I'm, I'm in this thing. You can't say that your spouse is your ride or die. And you only ride with them till it's good. But when the wheels get wobbly and things ain't necessarily in the right path, gas ain't what it should. You know, you ain't got the gas in there. You're running out of gas. and Things just ain't, you know, it's breaking down here and there. You, you can't just walk away. You ain't you're not a ride or die for that. That ain't your ride or die. If you're not 100 percent, 110 percent, if you know, uh, I hate when people say that, but. You know, if you're not all in, you're not getting the best out of your marriage. Even with those times where things are, those times where things are down, you're not going to be able to make it through that if you're not fully committed to work through it. You got to participate. You got to be present. You got to be there. Mm -hmm. And it ain't going to be perfect. if, If somebody tells you that their marriage is perfect, they are lying to you. Line. It can be right. It can be really, 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 really good. But I don't know about perfect. But just going back, something just hit me. Going back to um the fifty fifty portion, you know, if if just say if the, for the ones who say fifty fifty, you know, because we said that at the very, very beginning of my right, marriage. Because but we, we heard learned. people saying that. Yeah, we we it was something that we heard we've heard from other people, you know, it's 50, 50, give, you know, give and take in marriage. You gotta be willing to give and take. So right. it was, so think, good. but think about 50, like 50, 50, what's, what's the 50 on a grading scale in, in school? Uh, F. Well, right. About now, no child left behind. You still. <laughs> right. So no marriage left 50, behind. right. So 50 is an L. So just take for instance, if only one spouse was giving 50, because I'm giving my 50, mm. but what if the other person ain't giving a 50? What's happening to your marriage at that time? Even if they are giving you 50, your average is going to be 50. Exactly. So what's 50 on a grade scale? You flunked. You fl- you failing. So you're well, depending on the grading scale you in. But again, that's 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 that new stuff. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're right. You, you are failing. You're failing. You know, and you're cheating yourself because how can you say I'm only I'm giving 50 percent of myself in the marriage? And what do you give another 50 percent to? You better not be to the other person that you lusting over. <laughs> right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you only gave 50 percent, then you got 50 percent for what? Is that 50 percent for you? Because if that's the case, that means I'm only committed to you for half of myself and I'm giving the other half of myself. I mean, you have to take you have to take time for yourself in marriage there there. has to be time for individual growth 100% agree with that but Mm -hmm. the metaphor saying I still have to I'm doing that for the purpose of making myself better for my wife for my kids for my family for those relationships Mm -hmm. that I care about that's why I have to take time for myself it's it's not being selfish it's so that I can be better for those that I love that's why you take time that's why you have to worry about I don't you know, of course I want myself to look good, but I want to work out, exercise and, and take care of my body so that I'm here for my wife, for my kids. So they don't have to bury me at a young age because of my health, my poor health choices and things like that. So that's my thought process. It's not like, yeah, I want to get all big and buff and cut and all this stuff. So I can look in the mirror and people be like, Ooh, ooh. I just want to make sure that I'm here. You know, I ain't, I want to be here for my grandkids that they, I can I mean, run around with them. It does look good. Though, you know what I'm saying? I mean, 
what can I say? But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I get what I'm saying. You know, I mean, yeah, I love when KK, you know, when she, you know, I, I love it when she works out and I can tell she got the little confidence about herself and she walking around flexing her guns and all that stuff. And, you know, that I, I love it, you know, but at the same time, she's doing it for she's taking time for herself but she's doing it for the purpose. So for the purpose of the, the, the end goal is to say, I'm doing this for my family. You know, I, I, I don't want my, I don't want my kids and my wife to have to bury me, you know, at a young age. And, and so many times we do that because we don't take the time to, to look at that. We don't take care of our health, you know, mental health, physical health, all that stuff. It is important. So, you know, you know, you definitely have to get in, you've got to, you've got to, get dirty, you know, get your hands dirty. You can't just expect other people to do it for you. You can't expect your spouse to do it for you. You got to jump in there and do it yourself, you know, and it's not going to be perfect. And I'm going to go back to the perfect phase. You can have people that you are perfect for each other, but if you're, if you're expecting that every day is going to be, you know, is going to be met without challenge, then you're mistaken. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have challenges. Kids are going to introduce a different challenge. It's not, impossible to overcome but there are challenges you know you can you can get through them but they're there um so you know uh, where are we at now i I think i want to do two more and then we're going to go ahead and end this one um and and call it a call it an episode um this one is good it says we are all under construction as works in progress and that's the key because a lot of people say that they want to be perfect before they get married. And, you know, I mentioned that story before with KK and me, you know, I wanted, I had this plan of, I wanted to have a job making X amount of money and have my own play or, you know, have an apartment, which I did, but have a newer, a bigger apartment that can accommodate a family, a small family starting off. And, you know, I had this mindset and, you know, and I was going to wait until I got to that place before I got married, you know, and I know that when KK came to me, she was like, we're a team, you know, we can build this together, you know, we don't have to wait. And it wasn't because I was just the bomb where she just wanted to, I mean, the relationship, she was ready. She knew what she wanted. I knew I wanted to marry her, you know, and, and when she told me that it is pushed it over the top because I understood that, I didn't have to be perfect. I had to find the right person, the perfect person for me. And God took care of all the rest and made sure that everything was good because I was willing, she was willing to, to grow together. We were a team. You know, the next part of that says, accept your partner as long as he or she is working on it. So again, if, if I would have stayed in the mindset that I had at the beginning of the marriage and all the things that KK would talk to me about and tell me, this is what she needs for me. If I would have said, I can't change. This is who I am. There's no way we would be here right now, a couple of months away from celebrating 20 years of marriage because she would have been like, I can't do it. And I would have been the same way. I, I love her. And I tell her like, we here, I, I ain't trying to get, but at some point you go through those moments where it's like, you know, I can't keep dealing with that. You know, we can't, we can't keep dealing with that. We've got, we have to make changes as long as we're willing to work on it. Now it's been our thing. We've always said, as long as we're willing to work on it and continue to work on it and not give up, then we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep riding this thing out, you know, and that, that is very important. We are, we, we are all under construction and we have to accept that, you know, we are, we're not perfect, we're, but we're going to keep working at it to, to form and, and, and come into shape where we need to be. 
Right. I mean, even though we've been married almost 20 years in June, there's still things that you and I are working on. You know, we're still, I mean, it may sound crazy, but we're still learning each other in certain aspects. So, I mean, I just feel like it's always going to be a work in progress. It should be. I mean, you should never get content in your marriage that you're not, you know, working to be a better you. Because seasons change, seasons change, and we find out new things about ourselves. We discover different things about ourselves. And in that process, again, we're learning, you know, we have to figure out how we can, how we, how that change impacts our marriage. Um, And so it's just important to know that it's, we're always, you're never, it's a moving target and it will be a moving target. Because as we get to a certain stage, you know, you go through a phase where, like right now, we're we're building businesses and income streams and things like that. And it's gonna come a point in time where you know those things are operating on autopilot, and then we're just we're we're at a different stage. You know, we're not the same stage we were when we first got together. You know, I'm not the same person. She's not the same person. You know, mm-hmm. so there should be growth. We should see that growth. Um, all right, I know I said one more. I'm, I'm gonna do two more. No, I'm cutting it two off. more. You said you said two more know, after the last one. These are so one. good. These are so good. So, all right, we're gonna do two more. I I, I promise two more. That's it. We're gonna shut it down. Uh, these are just good. Um, intimacy is the one thing that separates your marriage from other from your other relationships. Nurture it. Now, I know everybody hears intimacy and they go and say, "Oh, sex." No, it's not just sex. Um, that's the problem. If you look at intimacy as just sex, then yes, you know, especially for those that have cheated on the spouse and all that stuff, there's no separation because it's just the sex. You're just in it for the physical part of that. Intimacy is is about knowing what's on her mind, you know, knowing her thoughts, being able to respond to those without her being able to having to say those things. You know, intimacy is so much deeper than sex. It is intimacy into don't, don't, me. Oh I see. Intimacy. Yeah. I see. yeah. <laughs> we laugh because we didn't we we've heard that a lot, but I mean it, it's a good little way to put it in there. But again, it, it is tired all I was about to say. Because I could tell the way your face lit up, I knew that's what you're going. See, that's what I'm saying. When you're around this person, you know, like that that's intimacy is being we're laughing about it, but you know, we know where we're coming from. So you know, that that's that whole part to it. It's about knowing like there's certain things that, that I do or she does. And it's like we don't even have to tell like we don't I won't tell her like this is something that I desire or she tells me that's something I desire, but she just does it or I do it. And, you know, it's not a sexual thing. It's just, hey, you know, I I see I know that's what you need. I know you need this. You know, if I, if I feel like, you know, something's going on and, you know, it's like, hey, you know, here's you need a massage and whether i give it to her or i take her somewhere to get it you know you need to take some time to do this you know if there's you know fix her a plate bring it to her she fixes me a plate bring it to me here's something to drink you know don't have to get up you know it's 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 pleasantries like that you build those up and i'll just say they're like points right Or, or let's take it like a slot machine the old ones you putting coins in there you pumping coins eventually you're gonna pump a coin you're gonna hit that jackpot when you hit that jackpot, that's when the grace comes, and then you tap that grace, and woo! Okay, the right, KK. Don't 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 go there. Don't go there. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, it, it could just be like, yeah, it could be like, um, it's almost like 
foreplay. It is. It, 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 I mean, it, it definitely can be. And again, if you can stimulate your woman's Goodbye. mind, you have that control over, if you can stimulate their mind, you can control their body. And I'm not saying in a you know, weird dominant way, I'm saying you can control it to where, you know, you know, what her vibes are giving off and you know that that just builds up. So when it comes to that time of the physical part, of, of marriage to sex when you get to that point it's like okay now you know y'all are in tune with each other and it's all about again now you've built up that equity in her and now you're cashing in on that equity or, or him you know both vice versa you know husband and wife you're cashing in on that but you know if if everything is just the physical 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 after a while it's like okay yeah that's cool but what else are you stimulating? You know, are you stimulating? Are you, are we talking about, are we talking about our fears? Are we talking about things that we, uh, our dreams, you know, it's, it's so many other things about it and you've got to tap into all of those. If you only focus on, yeah, you know, she, you know, she or he, they, they, they came a, a thousand times and I'm talking about climax. So I'm going to tag this one if this ain't kid friendly. So, you know, this ain't one to listen to her kids, but I mean, just being honest, you know, yeah, I did this. I did that. You walking around like, you know, you the man, you the woman because you didn't did all that stuff. It's like, that's cool. But they might be like, I ain't, I wanted more than that. You know, I didn't just want that. You know, that's cool. But in a marriage, you got to you got to go deeper. You got to you got to pull them covers back. Uh, yeah, you got to you got to pull them layers back. I'm going to just leave it at that. Anything else you want to add to that one? No, we don't. No, next point. <laughs> All right, last point. Last <laughs> point. Cause she know I go in, so she, that's why she's starting to blush now. Yeah, no, like just like you cut me off my end to me, I see. No, you because you knew that's why you started smiling <laughs> like that. You knew you was getting ready to go with that, and I was like, uh, here she go. I, I thought about saying, I was like, I'm not using that. That's been used so many times, and you was just like, oh, oh. It, like intimacy. But, into me. but it was funny though. Yeah, it was. It was. You, you made it funny. All right, last one. Last one. This is this is it. Last one. A good marriage requires two people who are both still learning about life and each other. Stop we acting like on that. we did, but stop acting like you got everything. Cause it says about life and each other. Stop acting like, you know, everything about life. Cause you ain't experienced that much. You ain't experienced everything. I don't care if you 20 something years old, 40 something, 30 something, 50 something, you're still learning because every stage of your life there's different things that you're exposed. There's things that God is going to expose to you as you as you gain more experience and he's going to give you access to as you do things. And it's the same thing with your marriage. You know, you you and it says a good marriage requires two people who are both still learning. If I sit here, I like I'm, I know everything and I'm not learning. Do you think I'm going to be good for my wife who's developing and still learning and she's still growing? I'll be looking at her like, you know, from if that was the case, I'd be looking at her like you don't know that or or you should be here you should be there like no we both still growing there's things that we don't understand we we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to that again we start to learn and you uncover those new things about each other and it, it just enhances the love more you know but don't act like you know it all because you don't we don't we we learn it every day we have experience yeah. that we can draw from but we don't know everything i mean things that we haven't been exposed to yet you know right 
So, I mean, that, that, and that's, again, it's just about healthy, healthy marriages, good marriages. You, you've got to be real with each other that y'all are still growing. I don't care if you 60 something years old, if you ain't dead, you still, obviously you ain't dead. You still moving around. You, I mean, you learning, like you have to be a, you have to be a student of life. You learn everything. And, and, and just like in your marriage, you know, I don't care. We're sitting here. We got experience of 20, you know, going on 20 years, but there's people that we know that's got 30, 40, 50, 60 years or more of marriage that can, that know a lot more than us. And they still, they'll probably tell you, I still learn different things about my spouse, you know, because mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. We, you know, if you're not learning about each other, then, you know, you're, you're going to, the marriage is going to die and the relationship is going to die because there's no growth. There's no growth for each other. It's like, we, we just, if you basically, you just had that mentality, like, you know, I, I am, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. I'm not changing for nobody. And, you know, you might be at a point in life, especially those as you start to get older, you had a point in life where it's like, man, our kids are grown. We ain't got, we don't have to do this. Let's go out and do some stuff. You're like, ah, oh, we ain't never do that before. I just want to stay at home, sit on my chair and watch, watch my stories and news or whatever else you watch. And you just stuck in a routine. There's no growth in that. Now you have the ability to do more, you know, with each other, do it. That's where we're at. We're like, look, we got the ability to do more. We've got it. Now we can focus on it where before we thought it was difficult. Now we don't have babies anymore. You know, we're at a different phase. So we're learning more about ourselves, about each other, about us ourselves individually. So, you know, that, that's, that's really where that, that comes in at, you know, and that, and it does require, you have to be willing to learn about life, again, life and each other, because you don't know it all. Yeah, you're definitely gonna learn something after you have kids and they grown. You're gonna yeah. learn if y'all want to be together or not, if y'all ain't learning each other before the end. Yeah, and that's that's why you want to know it now because again, start where you are. You can't make up for years lost, but you can start where you are. Because at the end of the day, when you become, you know, everybody will become empty nesters. The last thing you want to be able to do, and I've heard this from people that I've related to, they've they've told me this and said, you know, the one thing that they wish they would have did was spent more time. I mean, my mom told, told me that like, I wish I would have spent more time, you know, with your dad and kind of catering to him, you know, when y'all were kids, because, you know, she felt like, you know, I kind of left him out to dry, you know, not on purpose, but she was just so into her kids. Um, And you don't want to get to that place where now, you know, she was, you know, in her going through her deathbed and, you know, passing away and transitioning, whatever, and you're having these these moments and it's like, you know, wow, you know, you feel like, wow, I wish I would have known that. And she shared that with me, you know, when she was in the hospital, like, I wish I would have did this. She was like, I want you. And she told me, I want you and KK to, to make sure that you, you know, spend time with each other, this and that. And other. That's one thing I wish I would have done more of. So, you know, again, those should have, could have, would have. These are things that now you you have the ability. If you got health, you got you got breath in your body, you get up each day you should be looking at how I can live for my spouse and live for my family. You know, and it, it may, you may, you know, you don't have to do everything at once, but each day figure out something new, you know, something different, be spontaneous in some things, you know, it don't have to be a lot, you know, today we decided we worked out together. You know, we do it sometimes, sometimes we don't, but it's just the idea that we worked out together. That's intimacy. That goes back to intimacy. That's intimacy. And to me, oh, you see, 
All right. So I'm going to give you last word, KK. You got anything else you want to add before we close this thing out since you onto this into me? I see. You see. Somebody no, see. No, you said a mouthful on the last one of me. You trying to. That basically said I, I said I talked a lot. You talked a lot. You t- yeah, you talked a whole lot. Okay. But um, <laughs> I mean, just go back to. I did when I look at that, I just feel like what it says to me is how can I how what what what's new that I can learn about you that I can do for you to make you excited about that day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just kind of jumped out to me. Yeah, I mean, and it is, and that's that's the important thing. I mean, even if you know you can, it's just the thought. It's to start to thinking about that, and with the more you think about it, the more things will manifest. So, you know, speaking and let them know, like, hey, I was thinking. I mean, it could be something small, like, hey, I was thinking about you. I, I grabbed you one of those things from the store you like, candy bar, chips, you know, something to, a drink that she likes or he likes, you know, just. You know, I see you've been down. We want to get you this, you know, something small. It don't have to be no expensive thing. It can just be something sentimental, you know. You're speaking to yourself. No, I'm just saying general. I mean, I've, you know, I've go to the store. What would I when I go to five below, what do I get you sometimes? A Boston baked beans. Boston and baked some, beans. Uh, and some uh raising it. Right. Because I know you like those and you don't get them a lot, but you know, I, 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 Hey, I thought about that. got you this, you know, I don't call you and tell you, Hey, you want me to get you this? I just bring them home. Right. You learn it. Yeah. I mean, but hey, that's part I mean, of I'm the just, growth. I'm just talking about the part, the point you say it don't have to be anything expensive because no. that was always your thing. You always felt like, Hey, you can do stuff. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I don't we, have anything no, else to say. No, I'm just saying. We talked about it. I mean, we, we mentioned that here, on here before. But, yeah, I mean, I, that's how I was. I was like, I we were dating. And she went away. Oh, was that for your birthday? Uh, you went to Texas. And she came home. And I bought her, like, a $2,000 TV. Now, I'm in college. I'm working full time. But I'm in college. I had an apartment. I had no business buying her, but I wanted to get her this because I was like, I love her so much. I just want her to come home and come into the apartment and see this TV and be like, oh, and she came in and she was surprised. But then she was like, you bought this? How much did this cost? You know, of course, she started going into and we weren't even married. We weren't even engaged yet. I don't think we might have been engaged. by then. Yeah, oh. we were engaged. We were engaged by then because you were at your apartment. So we was engaged. Yeah, I was Franklin. yeah so, you know, I, I and I got I went to. H.H. Greg and bought this TV and you know because I thought it, it was a I thought I was just gonna do this great thing and I was like I didn't have to do that I thought I did I always thought I had to do the big things like I would I would defer moments of small things to do these big things and, and that's not what KK necessarily wanted and that's why I always tell people you know go read the book the five love languages we highly suggest that find out mm-hmm. what your spouse's your partner's love language is because sometimes y'all will go do something. We will go do something for our spouse thinking that's what they want. And it's really more of what we want. We want, and we want to give that to them because that's what we would have wanted. You know, um, that's not how it works. It, it'll be, a she would appreciate it. He would appreciate it. But, you know, if you're speaking their language, if it's things that they like to do or things that, you know, you, you do for them, what they like, not would give them what you want to give them that, that that's where you get in trouble or that's where things aren't appreciated. And if in my instance, it was 
you know, waiting a long time and buying this one big thing and then thinking that's going to hold me over, you know, to the next big thing, you know, the next holiday or, you know, Christmas or, you know, whatever birthday or something like that. And it was like, no, that's not, you don't have to do that. Break that up. You're going to spend 2000, break it up, you know, do it in other little things, find other little ways. Maybe it's flowers. Maybe it's taking her on a picnic somewhere. Maybe it's just taking her car and putting gas in it. I mean, unless they got it like that. I mean, some people may have it. They can spend. You may, you know, I didn't, I made it. I mean, I I didn't have it. I I was stupid. Again, I didn't didn't (laughs) know about credit and all that. I got a credit card and bought this dog on TV. And Don't don't say stupid. You were just immature. I was stupid. I was stupid. But I I, I mean, my intentions were good because I did it because I loved her and I wanted her to know and I wanted her to give her to give her this big thing. And so that's why I always said my, my goal, I want to get to a place where I can buy her wherever I wanted to buy her and money, not be a problem. And for KK not to be like, how much did you spend on this? Like she just be like, we got it. I, I'm not worried about it, you know, and just be able to continue to do that. So, you know, whether it was trips, you know, taking her to Spain or whatever, it was like what we've grown and our finances have grown. Our love has grown. You know, we've, we've got as advanced as to be able to do more. So again, learning about each other, this goes to the last point, you know, we're learning about each other and learning about life. I start figuring out how to manage my money better. Thanks to her and just experience. And, and, you know, we're in a better place, still a lot to learn, still a lot to grow from, but you know, it's better. So, all right. I think we've, we, we've done a good job with this episode. KK, um, I appreciate everybody, you know, t- tuning in, listening. If if you guys have anything that you want to, us to to talk about, if you have any questions, you know, you can always send me an email, airflowpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, I'm always looking at that, you know, feedback through face through our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash airflow podcast. Um, again, the marriage transparency uh, diary podcast will be coming soon. We're just waiting to get trying to get the rest of our equipment everything set up, uh, get that going. You know, we're going to start doing that. It's going to be a monthly episode. Airflow will continue to go. I'll continue to have KK on. Uh, Cause as I said, when I first started this, you know, it, it was, you know, she brings value. This is part of her vision for me. And it's a good way for, for me to kind of walk in this thing and, and, you know, to be able to share about life, marriage, and just how kingdom heirs are supposed to live. So, you know, marriages, as we, as I always say, is, is one of the most important relationships that God has instituted for us as, as kingdom heirs. So we have to continue to grow it. We have to continue to make it better um, and, and be able to evangelize that, that it is good. There, there are challenging times, but it is still um, a, a good relationship to have. It's still God ordained. And if you do it right, you know, even if sometimes you establish it from the wrong pretenses you can still grow and make it into a success if you truly put in the work and be willing to put in the work so um, as always you know you were created to be a kingdom heir and as a kingdom heir you were called to flow so flow on see you guys You're welcome.